Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Stephanie Hoff here with WIS Business, the podcast. I'm joined today by Angela Damiani. She's the co-founder of Milwaukee-based Rev Collective, a networking platform for women and non-binary professionals. Angela, thanks for coming on with me today. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. So to start things off, Angela, I'm curious as to, you know, with this COVID-19 pandemic, have you seen members come in that are interested in in our particular sector? We're really um, heavily mixed between folks who have, um, you know, nonprofit or for-profit jobs, and they're trying to scale some sort of like ladder with their careers, as well as individuals who own their own business. And I don't know that COVID has really mixed up that dynamic. We've always been a, a source for female entrepreneurs who just quite frankly don't get the same thing out of more corporate-based membership organizations, right? Because the, the things you deal with as a female entrepreneur are just so different. But what we have seen is that COVID is allowed for the ease of our members to actually get together, right? I mean, these are individuals who are high-performing, growth-minded. They have a lot on their plate. And being able to, to meet up via Zoom rather than having to like, you know, navigate maybe work and home schedules and then have to travel, that all without any of those boundaries or barriers in the way, people have been able to really lean in and use their groups to kind of get through the uncertainty and the the drama that has been this moment. The other thing that we've seen as a re- as it relates to COVID is that we have folks outside of Milwaukee interested in this, which is really great. Uh, obviously, we started um, in Milwaukee in late 2019, and I think our plans for expansion were to get it right here in Milwaukee and then to maybe look for sister cities where we would maybe deploy. And because we're living in this virtual reality, that no longer matters. And, and we've actually had mo- members in the meantime move away um, and they can continue to participate and meet with their groups because Zoom allows for that. And so that was really a, our reason for wanting to expand past the city of Milwaukee and to just sort of lean into the fact that that's a that's an option now in a way that um, even though platforms like Zoom or Skype, you know, were technology before the pandemic, now I think it's socially acceptable to also have, you know, your personal network be something that's that's growing in this virtual reality. And Angela, you you also lead the Milwaukee team, and you help communities and companies connect with talent. And again, I want to ask if you've seen any sectors that maybe are starving for talent more than others. Oh, definitely the tech sector. So we actually own a company as well um, called Nuance that does full lifecycle recruiting and consulting. And it has grown like gangbusters during this time, specifically in the tech area. Obviously, everyone is more reliant on their technology more than ever before. And that, that sector has not been hurt in a lot of ways, the way that perhaps some of the others have. And that, you know, that tech talent has always been the coveted jewel amongst, you know, talent, especially here in the Midwest, where we're um, obviously wanting to attract more and more year over year is legacy companies have to find a new digital reality as well. Um, but that has been um, definitely keeping us busy on the nuance front. 
your initiatives focus a lot on kind of lifting up minority groups in, in different areas of employment and kind of increasing that talent pipeline for those individuals. We've seen unrest uh, across the U.S. over racial disparities. And then we've also seen companies say, you know, we want to increase our the diversity in our workforce. Have you seen that in action in, in your positions? Absolutely. Especially in our work with Milwaukee, where at the end of the day, you know, people want employee engagement because they want their engaged employees to be more productive. Right. But at the end, you know, all roads kind of lead to inclusion, right? People are going to feel engaged when they feel like they're included. And a lot needs to change within an organization to ensure that that, um, white male dominant culture, um, is something that, people can identify with. And we've definitely had organizations we've been working with have to sort of question, you know, cultures that have thrived, companies that have thrived that, you know, they say they want diversity now, but it, it'll be a revolving door for them if they aren't really focused on the inclusion piece and, and how to create a sense of belonging within the four walls of their company. That I think is, um, besides setting new hiring targets or even augmenting uh, candidate pipeline strategies, that's really going to be where the rubber hits the road for organizations that are serious about not just responding to George Floyd's death or the new social uprising, but really like how to institutionally change their organizations. That's going to take a lot of work. And and quite frankly, it's going to take a lot of time. It's not a silver bullet or like a magic pill you can take to change a culture because culture is a lived experience for each associate that works for you, right? What happens to them? You can have the most perfect policies in place and leadership buy-in across the whole organization. But you know, what happens to that individual when they come to work and when they're com- working in their teams is uh, a thing that's uncontrollable. I'm excited about the gains we've seen in this. I think we're at a moment where this is not going to be something that can be retracted, right? There'll be a new uh, predominance on this. Um, candidates are recognizing that and asking explicit questions about um, what does your company do to really address these issues. And I think that cultural normalization of it will be the positive peer pressure needed to see real change. But I do feel like it's probably a long road before we're where we, we really need to be. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from UW-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. UW-Madison is one of our state's greatest economic engines, accounting for $15 billion in economic impact statewide. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.